Recorded live at Toxin Tasting Studios, it's the Clerical Errors Podcast. The podcast that shows you what's behind the collar. Let's go. From the Talks and Tasting Studios, this is the Clerical Errors Podcast. The podcast that shows you what's behind the collar. I'm Bullhagen. This is Vicar. Peter's here. Hey, Pete. And we are good to go. Lots of... Vicar, have you noticed Bullhagen's little dance that he does when he's about to point at you? Sure. Like, he does this little dance that's... Like, the, the point has to come through his whole body before he... Yes, I, I watch him closely to make sure it's going to be my turn or not. It's a whole body language, yep. That's it, yeah. It looks like he's doing some jazzercise, and that means it's almost my turn, yep. Yeah, well, you know... I, I'm getting. I'm trying to speak uh, because he has Pentecostal roots in ways that he would understand. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, in that case, you got to fall over onto the floor and then kind of writhe about, and then uh, the ushers will put a blanket over your legs so you don't expose yourself. <laughs> okay. Did you ever get into snake handling? No, we not the churches I went to, but I we were probably adjacent. Like there, I'm sure that it was close. <laughs> but no, I didn't do that uh, or see it even. Uh, definitely had the teaching that uh, you were supposed to name it and claim it. We had that false doctrine of that if um, you weren't supposed to say things like, oh, you almost scared me to death, because if you said negative things like that, you could bring them to pass because you too had the creative power of the word. And so you had to claim positive things. So if you, for example, if you had a headache, you were supposed to go around and saying that you did not have a headache. So we were told to lie about our symptoms because the symptoms were lies from the devil because according to Isaiah 53, I think it is, by his stripes, you were healed. So they would pull that text out by itself and say, look, that's past tense. You've already been healed, so the symptoms are a lie. So we did get taught stuff like that. I think I've, I've, saw, I've seen one of those, like a video like that, where a guy says, I like women now. <laughs> In the church? I don't know if you've ever seen that. Anyway. I haven't seen that. Was he naming it and claiming it? Like, Yeah. Yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah. That's good. <laughs> Babylon B has some good ones where somebody uh, names and claims uh, a televangelist's private jet, and so now he has no choice but to hand it over because... The... Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. So uh, I've got a beverage. Where did I put my beverages? Uh, oh, they're there. Oh, okay. I have some leftover Italian soda from our last Lenten meal. Because, you know, that's traditional Lenten meal. Well, I uh, so we have our Lenten meals and uh, didn't have everyone signed up to, to take a meal. Hmm. So what's a pastor to do? Make a meal. Make a meal. So the first Lenten meal was uh, pastor's pizza. Yep. Uh, and it really was me. Everyone was thinking, oh. Right. Everyone, you know, there's a handful of people that treated me like I was Mr. Magoo. <laughs> like I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. Like, oh, he's, it's like a easy bake cookies from a six-year-old or something like that. Right, right. And everyone and uh, several people have mentioned, commented, oh, your, your pizza thing was so organized. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> you blew away the expectations. <laughs> it's like, or, it was organized. Well, okay, I'm sitting here in the studio and I got to say that when you do something organized, it, it is a little startling. Right. When I look That's around true. at the... the I have selective organizational skills. Okay. You bring in the bearer when it really matters, like pastor's pizza. Right. When I need to be organized, I can be. Right. When I don't need to be organized... Mm, forget it. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> well, so, I can say the pizza was, in fact, very good, and it's not a surprise to me that many people came to tell you that. Well, I, I had to tell... I have no idea what it tasted like. I couldn't oh, eat it. yeah. That's right. Ugh. <laughs> I don't think I could do that. I think I just live with the symptoms and have eaten it if I had the intolerances that you have. <laughs> so, um, so I have, so I, not only did I make pizza, I brought like Sprecher's root beer and Italian sodas right. to kind of give like the whole, because I wanted, I didn't want to just say, here's some pizza. You right. Know? Here's some American food. I wanted to, to do like where people maybe look forward to it and, and also use that to, to also go to the Lenten service afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> so so I have a leftover uh, Pellegr- San Pellegrino uh, pomegranate cherry. Mm-hmm. Well, that's impressive. Mm. I did not know the S stood for Sam on that. It just San. San? Yes. Like Saint? A, yes, it's Italian, you know. Oh. <laughs> it's not Sam. Sam. 
Well, maybe I thought it was Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Vickers got your standard uh, Diet Coke. I just have a Diet Pepsi. Diet Pepsi. There's a whole big distinction. When I was a teenager, I really liked the ad campaign of the Pepsi products and not the Coca-Cola products because Coca-Cola positioned itself to be for tradition and, and you know, people who lived in the country with cowboy hats, whereas Pepsi had Michael Jackson and it was the taste of a new generation. And so even though I did live in the country and feed pigs, I pictured myself as part of the new edgy generation. So did you get into the whole Pepsi stuff where you could like buy stuff with Pepsi points? And- I used to save the bottle caps and you try to spell out a word or whatever and win money. Um, I never did, of course, but there's this whole uh, documentary on, boy, we are digressing out of the bat, <laughs> right. a documentary on uh, there's a Pepsi commercial where you could use Pepsi points to buy a jet. Right. And someone actually tried to do it. Right. Because the I think they just sort of flippantly said one million Pepsi points and you can have this Lear jet or whatever it was, a Harrier jump jet or something. Anyway, problem was that that was way cheaper than an actual Harrier jet. And so an attorney tried to sue them and collect his jet airplane. Pretty funny. Anyways, uh, so my water's delicious. We should talk about the text. Oh, the text. Because we have lots of things. We have an update from... Uh, uh, from what uh, he said, six, 17. 17.0. Yeah, he was two before me, so 17. We have an F, uh, update from 17.0 that I have not heard. Uh, we're going to listen it to a new on the fly. Um, and we also have something, uh, when Peter and I were looking, so we kind of did a, a, a repeat episode, right? Which we couldn't just do a repeat episode, we had to add something to it, which we did, yeah. Um, and uh, Peter and I have healed the relationship. AI brought us back together again. <laughs> That's pretty good. And it probably cost a lot less than going to actual professional counseling. Right. <laughs> and uh, so that's what we did. But uh, we were noticing when we were going through that in our 100th episode, our anniversary episode, we did a top 12 of things that will definitely happen before the 200th episode. Oh. <laughs> so we got to we gotta see how prophetic we are. Yeah. Did you? And have... we have not listened to it yet yeah. either because we like to listen to it on the fly. So I have no idea what those predictions are. Interesting. We're, we're going to delve into that. I hope it's interesting because we're going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it depends on if you had enough faith to name it and claim it when you made those prophetic utterances. And then if episodes. we have time, which we may need to do this afterwards, I have a top 12 lifts about suffering. So <laughs> <laughs> might, hopefully that doesn't end up related to listening to the old. Podcast. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Thank you for explaining my joke. <laughs> so uh, what am I preaching on there, Vicar? You are preaching on the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 15. Jesus went away from there and withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and was crying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. But he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and begged him, saying, Send her away for she is crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered, It is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. She said, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, O woman, great is your faith, Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. All right. So before I get into my thoughts, do you have any thoughts, Vicar? I have always had thoughts about this because it's so fascinating that he appears to insult this Canaanite woman. Jesus appears to insult her. And I've always wondered what the disciples' reaction was to that, because I think he's trying to teach the disciples something. That's my uh, my understanding, I guess I'll put, on why he chose such insulting language, because I have a feeling that the disciples smirked when he referred to her like that, and yet I think he was teaching them something about how the gospel is actually for everybody. Uh, even if it started in one place, it's for everybody. But that's my that's my thoughts without having read a commentary on this. Okay, well, you know, with my how much 
I read commentaries. Oh, that's true. You probably haven't either. <laughs> Maybe you read one back in seminary or something. I, I mean, I, they, they do play their place sometimes, but um, I think they could be overused, okay. to be honest. Yeah. I would, I, first thing I would say is a point that I've made recently that you can see clearly here. Okay. Now, if someone is, is struggling with a demon, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just a physical thing, right? Right. There, there's like a spiritual aspect to that too. Well, absolutely. Right? Yeah. And uh, here, who is, who is struggling with a demon? The woman's... The woman's daughter. Daughter. Yeah. What does a woman do? She pleads to Jesus on behalf of her on her, for her daughter. daughter. Yeah. And what does Jesus do? He hears her prayer. Yes. So that's one thing I want to say is to me that is an encouragement to, to every Christian. Every Christian. Right. Because every Christian would know that pain. Right? Of right. someone. Right. Right? Uh, so that's one thing. Uh, the other thing is, is how Jesus here, um, I think you kind of, I kind of like your idea, but the only thing is that's not in the text. You it's don't not. know. No, I know. So I was that, making the Hollywood version in my head. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I would be a little hesitant to do that. Um, rather, I think you could say, well, one, Jesus was righteous in doing so. Yeah. Well, we have to say that. Right. I have heard sermons or have heard of sermons where he's saying here even jesus makes mistakes once in a while i read about that it was this particular yes. account that the claim was by the woman pastor that he had made a mistake here but we remember jesus is god he can according to his will he can heal and not heal according to his will right and he uses this uh he in a sense he doesn't say yes right away Right, he doesn't. There are times, and this is another lesson, he lets us wrestle with the cross that we bear for whatever reason. Right. So that he can see that the, the faith that does not give up here. And and so there's that aspect of it, is the faith, which he comments on, great is your faith. Right. He knew that already going into it. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I would say you can you can you can say is, and now it's not necessarily um, the order that we find in the the Gospel of Matthew, but there is a reason, I believe, that this text is given to us right after last Sunday's text where Jesus overcomes the assaults of the devil in the wilderness. Right. And that is uh, that he does so also for us. We see his overcoming of the devil in the wilderness, and then you have someone who is unable to help themselves the, the 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 necessity of Christ's salvation the necessity for him to do what we could not do for ourselves that we are helpless and we need his victory we need his power over devil the demons our sins our guilts so you cannot look at this text and see two things well even while he comments on her faith ultimately it drips with weakness. I can't do anything about this. I need you in her desperation. I've tried everything else. Nothing else will work. Nothing else will save. Only you can save. You're my only hope. Even the crumbs off the table are enough. Hmm. And and that's part of faith too, is, is to know that 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 Jesus can do what we cannot do. And the other thing is how uh, the Canaanite woman, uh, this is the way Martin Luther uh, would talk about this text, I believe, is, is talking about how she trusts in the goodness of Jesus. She trusts in what she has heard about Jesus, what God promised in Jesus, that he is not the guy who is cold as those words might reflect. Hmm. The words of Jesus betray who he really is, and she knows that. She knows him to be good and merciful and does not take this roadblock. The world may tell her, 
Uh, Jesus is not good. He is not merciful. He does not care. And in that moment, she could either her own ears hear that Jesus is not good. Jesus is not kind. He is not gracious. She doesn't even trust that from the words from his own mouth. She knows who he is. She trusts in who he is, and she continues to hold on to who he is. Right. And she doesn't disagree with him. She says, yes, Lord, when he said it's not right to take children's bread and throw it to a dog. She says, yeah, that's true. She agrees with it. And so she understands even in that inner powerlessness something about faith, too. You know, when suffering comes, we get what we deserve. Hmm. We don't like to think of it that way. No, but it's true. Yeah, that's another thing. If you read Martin Luther's pastoral letters, that's one thing he does. He never says, you you don't deserve this or whatever. Okay. No matter how bad the suffering is, he he is very clear to say, you know, we can wallow in this and we can say God is is not good, but, but uh, you know, he's not the sinner we are. <laughs> We don't like to talk that way. Well, we would say, we would say that, you know, we don't like to say, well, this is caused by a specific sin. Right now, because no, we can't, we can't really know that usually. But we can say that we are sinners who deserve nothing, and receive everything by grace. We say it every Sunday. So, so that's another aspect of this te- this text, and the and even as she he Jesus says these words. She agrees. This is we don't deserve this. I don't deserve this. But I trust in your goodness. I trust in your mercy. And I trust that you can save. Uh, last Sunday for Sunday school, we taught the Sunday school class about uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and pointed out in the text where those those three young men in Babylon uh, said that God has the power to save us. But even if he doesn't, we will not bow down. To your, to your idol. And I thought that was an interesting thing because they, they didn't doubt that he could, mm-hmm. but they did not know if he would, but that didn't change a thing for them. So homiletically, when I think about preaching this, there, there are some things that I, I think that I could bring up uh, or ways I can develop this. One is I can place a listener of the sermon, in a sense, in this woman's place. Okay. Uh, which is to say... You can bring out in the listener the same kind of helplessness because then they understand the gospel. If they understand their, how they are no different than this woman uh, in the midst of suffering or how they are no, unlike, not like this woman, they are, are incapable of saving themselves or how whatever the case may be, I, I haven't developed that aspect Got of the it. sermon. Right. But... Uh, to place them in their, that so that they understand that that they are helpless, that they need God's grace and mercy, that they understand that Jesus is the only one that can save him, that even the crumbs, uh, it takes some heavy law to do that. Right. But if you do that in a, in a way that they identify and place themselves in her shoes, then the words of forgiveness uh, understand, can be understood. Right. Uh, kind of like... Uh, what this woman displays, I think, is uh, is what we hear in Romans five when we, it talks about suffering. Suffering produces perseverance, and perseverance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint us. And so I th- that that's what she displays in the midst of her suffering. Very good. And and you see love here too. The love, in this sense, uh, the love of a mother for her daughter. Right. She didn't. She didn't care if she was going to be humiliated out in public if she was seeking help for her daughter. Mm-hmm. I actually talked that way when I talked about temptation in the last episode. When you're facing temptation, sometimes uh, you would be more willing to to uh, confront temptation with the mindset of of your love for others than you would for your love for yourself, because that is often more powerful. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's right. All right. We have heard from 17.0. Now, I will say this. Once you're ordained, I tend to try to remember that they've lost their number, that they actually have a name now. Oh, I aspire to have a name one day. So Bauman (laughs) has 
uh, responded. He has given us an update so we can hear uh, what is uh, how things are going for Bauman. And just think, someday you can go from 19.0 to that other word. <laughs> Someday I can't Someday. I can't call you you know you're right now you're just a number just a number right? you're almost human <laughs> Someday I will surpass AI and have a name <laughs> Version 17.0 of your Vicar app was successfully installed 8 months ago Vicar app 17.0 was installed at St Mark Garrison and Zion Shellsburg in Iowa district east New app features include dual parish, lectionary Bible study, verse-by-verse Bible study. App is backwards compatible with Vicar App 3.0 and cross-platforms with confession study. Bauman, the shepherd formerly known as Vicar 17.0 here. Greetings and salutations from the Benton Circuit of Iowa District East. I've been told by a trustworthy source, a previous Hampton Vicar, that it is the best circuit in the district. Since ordination, quite a bit has happened, though much of it could probably be called routine. Two sudden deaths at one congregation punctuated the end of the calendar year, and I greatly thank Bullhagen for the guidance in how to handle funerals. I am especially thankful for writing the Lenten Midweek series, though that probably deserves its own dedicated update to discuss. The congregations, much like their towns, are smaller than Hampton, but they are faithful. We have a very good and lively Bible study on Tuesday evenings. We started in Genesis and currently, as of the end of February, have made it to the ten plagues in Exodus. We have plenty of good people attending who are unafraid to ask interesting questions. And I'm honestly more than happy to answer questions. There is a lot to do caring for the flock at these two congregations, and I'm honestly enjoying every minute of it. I never thought that this Nebraska native would be so happy to be living in Iowa, but it is my hope and prayer that God sees fit to have me serve here for as long as possible. Well, that was nice to hear. It is nice to hear. That, that's good encouragement for you. Yeah. He might be interested to know that uh, 19.0 is using the format that he developed uh, when he was 17.0 for the midweek Lenten services. I'm, I'm, I'm using those... the the. They're using his uh, kind of the way he did, because we do a divine service. Right. And uh, with various things to for Lent and a midweek service, right. like hymns and that kind of thing, we kind of strip that away so it's just the, the service. Right. And I looked back at a few different uh, service folders from previous years, and I selected the one that he came up with as the format. So I guess I liked it. <laughs> Maybe I haven't learned enough. <laughs> yeah, but he he noted, and you notice uh, he must be uh, reusing what he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he mentioned specifically that he was glad that you had him write the midweek services or sermons. Maybe that's what he meant was he was reusing them, which is fantastic. That which is my you know that first year when you're swimming, right? Like you are right now. <laughs> oh yeah, yep. <laughs> that uh, that you have something that you've done that you like that you uh, spent time on and. Yeah. Uh, then so all you, I have to do is make sure I get a new call every 12 months, and that way I can just recycle. <laughs> <laughs> so so that, uh, yeah, you're, you're a little bit more prepared. So uh, it's good to hear that, Bauman, you're doing, doing well. Uh, I hope to see you maybe in this, at the spring conference in May and see how you and your family are doing. So thank you for the update. And uh, uh, we do work... I do work hard on trying to bring the vicars along with as much funeral stuff as they can so that they can kind of walk right into it, confident in what they're doing. I was very pleased to find out I would get those experiences as a vicar because that, when I was back at the seminary, that was one of the things that scared me was the idea that I would walk into a parish as the brand new pastor and suddenly be responsible for funerals with no experience, just class. And we haven't had a a lot of funerals. We've been kind of light on the funerals for here, but enough that you... Yeah, You've been, already feel some comfortability with yeah, what to see, do. I can see how, um, I guess, the sequence goes. It's sort of a weird way of putting it, but but nevertheless, I hadn't seen any funerals from a Lutheran perspective until I got here. What, what did you notice about the Lutheran funeral sermons? Out of curiosity, anything? Oh, yeah, I got to back up. I guess I did see one before I got here. But at any rate, the they are very gospel-oriented. They are very... 
they rejoice and the sermons do and we don't eulogize we don't spend time trying to say what was all, what was good about the person because that's not the point of well it's not the point of eternity is how maybe we did some good works on here or not but that's not what eternity is about all right moving on we missed something for our tuned earth episode oh and that is we put together a little time capsule in our 100th episode of things that will happen before our hundredth, our two hundredth episode, oh. with the idea we were going to play it for our two hundredth episode, and guess what we didn't do? Amongst other things, of their grand and grandiose ideas for our two hundredth episode, which we did not do. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that we had a top twelve list of things uh, that will happen before our two hundredth episode. So we gotta we gotta open up this time capsule and see how we did. Well, hopefully one of them was we will mess up the two hundredth episode or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Oh, hey, I'll, I'll play the intro. Enough nonsense. It's time for Bullhagen's top twelve. So, uh, my top twelve list is a. Uh, we all like a good prophecy, right? Right. Yes, sure. we love. <laughs> Sorry, am I? <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, uh, and uh, so what I thought I would do is, these are top 12 things that may happen, that I think will happen. Maybe not. But when we get to our 200th episode, okay, these are things that may possibly happen by our 200 episode. Okay, so like so wait, do wait. we have a date for our 200th episode? About 2 years, right? Yeah, we've been we started we started what? Beginning or like middle middle of March maybe? I think it was f- end of February. So, I mean, basically we're looking at what uh Oh, yeah, 50 it's 52 2 years weeks, minus 4. Weeks in a year. So Yeah. So 20 right, towards the beginning 23 of- months from now. Whatever that Towards is. Towards the beginning of 2023. 2023. Nailed now, it. Before nice. we start that, do, Good do you guys want to take like an over-under on how many episodes we get? Are we going to hit 200? Are we going to go over or under 200? Or are we going to stop before then, you think? <laughs> Keeping in mind, we made it to 100. We did make it to and 100. And we haven't missed a single episode. You're right. We have... Yes, Peter. So before we listen to the rest of this, I want to know, Bullhagen, did you think that we would hit... 200 episodes i thought we could um it uh probably at the time i was thinking i was would if you had asked me i would say um i would be nervous whether berg could be with us for 200 episodes Hmm. you know because he's busy uh and he's still with the show he's just going through he's just really busy we're gonna have him on again soon but more permanently yes there's a plan Hmm. anyways uh, so, but I was the only one that actually believed that we could do more than 10 episodes. <laughs> so I do remember that. Like no one thought that we would be in this long for right. sure. And, and this, like that our numbers this week, we were just as many listeners, if not more than we've ever had. So, <laughs> Not so much in Oklahoma. Something every week. <laughs> I predict yes. my prophecy is that we will not make it to 200 only because of scheduling. I think we will hit a point where we are not able to get together for a couple weeks in a row and then everybody just forgets about it. Mm. I don't know. See, the thing is, I've got this creative outlet that I need every once in a while. Otherwise, I'll just be at home making bench press parables and driving my family crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I guess like, cause I, I honest, I, two years ago, I would have, I would have agreed with you. I would have thought we would have gotten to like three to six months, and that would have been done. But I don't know. <laughs> That's a hundred episodes. Bull, yeah, Bullhagen is, he's a beast. He. I uh yeah I push because there's some of those where we didn't miss a week I push through and do something you definitely you definitely have uh taken that um for the weeks where we can't get together quick enough for me to get unless uh, Peter forgets to edit the- <laughs> yeah there's that it was one time just because it was last week. 
Yes, we've gotten over that. All right, here we go. Podcast edited because I've got work. Whether it's the best of, I did the solo show one time where I, I was oddly angry and two uh, beats behind me. Where you run a diss track on me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I still think that 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 uh that best of episode is the best editing that's happened on this podcast, I think. Besides, probably the only other contender is your Melba episode. I think you're probably the better editor here. Huh? I I wouldn't say that. That actually, um, if you listener has a chance to listen to that uh, the Melba episode, hmm. I would encourage you to listen to that today. Okay, it is uh, the the one thing I that was like it was serious. I tried to do it more of a modern style, like pr- productive hmm. podcast, and I think it turned out pretty well. Okay, so you'll have to listen to that. I'll put it on my list. All right, um, because it it took me a lot more time to do it. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, unless I I think it'll keep going unless, and uh, unless something happens where Peter can't do it anymore or yeah. Right. Cause I, cause as long as you have someone to riff off of, it'll continue. So he just needs the brains. Well, I just need to, I need it to be a conversation. (laughs) A dialogue. Right. So, so by our 200th episode, these things may or may not happen. I'm not going to say they're all going to happen for sure. Okay, so is it more than 50% or less than 50%? Uh, I would say half of these will probably happen. <laughs> okay, so are we going to talk about like keep track. which of these half are going to have yes. a great... Okay. Yeah, so maybe you can decide how likely these things are to happen. All right? All right. So maybe after each one, we give a percentage chance. Yes. Yes. And you, the listener, can take votes on this. And where can they find us, <laughs> Vicar? <laughs> Haven't we done that already? Do it again. They, can, they yeah. can rewind the podcast and listen to it earlier. The listener <laughs> at home may be having uh, tequila or scotch as well. <laughs> we certainly are. <laughs> All right. So. Number 12. Hannah, we love you. All right. <laughs> Number 12. Uh, something we said in episode 43 will become viral. And we will be Twitter banned. <laughs> what did we say in episode 43? What is episode 43? I don't know. It was kind of random. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> well, I, we say a lot of offensive things. Well, the thing is, I want <laughs> to people, the world. If you could cut this out, Peter, I want people to see if we get a bump in how many people listen to 43. <laughs> no, no. I'm keeping this in so I can tell you that there's probably something in 43 and then we're going to get canceled. <laughs> this is a self-fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> All right. Pause. Uh, we did had no idea at this point that uh, Elon Musk would have purchased Twitter. Oh, good point. See? Yeah, no, you almost can't get banned. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Baker, what is We'll talk about it later. We'll find it. All right. Hannah. <laughs> I have to find my login for Twitter then, and I'll make sure to put the hashtag in there. Hashtag we'll, we'll, cancel we'll, culture. We'll make it happen. Number 11. One of the wacko conspiracies that we've heard the last couple of months will be proven true. <gasps> That's a good what? one. The China lab? Yeah. I mean. Um, <laughs> I, I think that one came true. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think, I think so far we're about 50-50. <laughs> you know, I actually have an apples to apples game. Mm-hmm. That's called conspiracy theory, mm-hmm. where somebody has the card and then you try to put either the best conspiracy with it or like the craziest, you know. So, so, so what? Uh, what are some examples of ones that you think might become true? Oh, I don't. See, the thing is, you can't say that because as soon as you do, you're gonna say, "Oh, the election was a conspiracy." That's what you think. No, I'm not saying any of these are true. I just think. There's going to be a revolution by episode 200 that where we all go, oh, okay. That's such a, like that's that's like a, a like a psychic way of th- like giving you a. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, see, I'm getting you have a medium bullhagen here. You have you have a. Uh, you see, there's somebody that's passed on that's close to you. Uh, <gasps> S- My father. S-R-R-T-T? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. R T T. Some begins with a T, right? Yeah, yeah. Her his name was Richard. Yeah, see R S T. Mm-hmm. 
I am banking on Hollow Earth Theory. Number 10. 19.0 will be a strongman competitor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is this, is this uh, as as he shows up to Vicarage or like by the time to episode 200 he is? By episode 200. Oh. He has been molded. I better hurry. Right. So, so when Would you like, want to comment on that? <laughs> Well, I have gone to the gym three times a week for six well, months. Since well, so, here. is this the strongest you've ever been in your life, you think? Oh, yeah. I would, see? Yeah, huh? Half pretty close. Half true? <laughs> like it's close. Half true? <laughs> That's amazing that you uh, predicted such a thing. And, like, you know, maybe maybe I will get into a competition. We'll see. All right. <laughs> which is not eight. We have 17, 18. Uh, yeah. That... Uh, He's going to have a lot of pressure that he's going to have to be a... 19.0 would be a first year this year. I have the calendar in the office with the photo of the first year class. We could see who looks like they'd be <laughs> strongman competitor worthy. I would not have gotten mm. selected under that I like process. The, I like the, the thought of that. We'll have to send a petition into uh, Matt Harrison, president of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Senate. <laughs> and, uh, who sure. approves this podcast, by the way. <laughs> this podcast. And, uh, I make wonder sure if, he, if it's man. gotten back to him, if he re- ever regrets doing that. Isn't I'm sure there's so many I regret things. It. I'm sure there there's a lot of people who regret a lot of things. <laughs> Isn't there an actual Lutheran pastor who's a strongman competitor? Like he in pulls, Canada, like he, we yeah, talked yeah, about he, him. Yeah, yeah. He, pull, he pulls jumbo jets, mm-hmm. which is amazing. It is. Ah, we should have a bench off. He and I. <laughs> what well, as he, as in he bench presses you? No. <laughs> you bench press him? No, I mean <laughs> him and I, one machine. Put a weight on. Dude, I, I, I think I think Reverend Santa Claus would destroy you. You think so? Oh my gosh! And then we that have guy, a and then that, we have a race, a running race. See, well, you've got I, you've you got, might ha- you would probably win that. See, I, the g- thing give is, give him time right? to work up and have it be episode two hundred. Pre-COVID, right. maybe it was close, right? Yeah, I'm down twenty pounds. The post-COVID plus I'm not, post, I'm not the uh, two forty-five. I was yeah that that post-protein took, that took diet, no meat. Yeah, I don't know. All right, so set it up with the seminary man. Number nine, 17.0, will be explaining to his children why they have to wear snow boots in June. <laughs> yep. <laughs> What's that? 95%. Yeah, we're, talk- we're talking that this is either extreme climate change or I'm worried about where that means I'm put. Our shepherd of the glacier. Because wouldn't that mean southern hemisphere? That could I mean, or it could be extreme north, northern Canada. It could be. So, do we get? I get partial credit. Southern Iowa. Yeah, I don't know. Southern hemisphere of Iowa. We're going to be wearing snow boots in June here. No. <laughs> okay. No. All right. Or it north is. Canada. Well, you know there is a uh, there is an Orthodox church in Antarctica, so we could go and compete with them. I don't have the facial hair for that. Not yet. You, you better, you, you you better get years. to it, man. I've got, two, I've got 200 episodes to get there. That's right. 100 episodes, yeah. <laughs> so you say that happen. that's uh, so far that's the more likely scenario? I'm, that, I'm, I'm banking on it. I won't have to explain to them why to wear snow boots. Heck, heck no. This is, you'll, you'll be sent to like the, the Nunavut um, province of Canada to, uh, well, what's that town's name? Alut, which is... Uh, you know, has like 69 permanent residents. Future version of me who's listening to this at home is now getting evil glares from my wife. <laughs> where uh, uh, no note uh um I forgot what I was going to say. Never mind. Permafrost <laughs> environment all year round. No, I was, I was going to point out how this is why we need Burgon because he is the master of picking out a town how many residents there are, <laughs> yeah. where it is in Canada. Only Berg does that. Where milk comes in bricks. <laughs> All because of that podcast that got canceled from episode 43. Right. Man. Right. Yeah, after 43, episode 43. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's good. All right. That's the butterfly effect. There we go. Number eight. Uh, Bertonia will have taken over the northern half of the state of Iowa. Was it, was it Bertonia or Bertlandia? I thought it was Bertlandia at the last episode. He oh, okay. corrected me. He yep. laughed like I was an idiot. Bertlandia, what's that? Yeah, that's the. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds made up. That's really dumb. So for a while, uh, we had uh, three pastors on the podcast. Hmm. Uh, Bert, uh, Berg, and I. 
Okay. And he took a call to Minnesota. We need to have him back on sometime. Like a model world called Ber- oh. Bertonia. Well, I kind of want to see that. And not only did he have a name, like it had a history that was going. Like storylines oh, okay. like this this uh, this part is, is running out of food and there might be a conflict going. And, <laughs> and I take it this is a physical thing, not, not a computer thing. Okay. Yes. Did it have a train in it? I don't know. Oh, okay. I've never never took a trip there. <laughs> I hope Peter so. Cut that out. <laughs> I I hope. I hope he takes over. That'd be awesome. Number seven. Wyoming will be known as the Baldwin District. Uh, what? Okay. Did he go there? Yes. Right. Talking about Patrick Baldwin. Baldwin, he went there, and Berks in Wyoming too. He is. That's right. Mm. No, I think that's pretty low on. Uh, is that? Well, just because there are so many good guys in Wyoming, that uh, is that thing still running? Okay, good. Um, there are so many good guys in Wyoming. They're actually talking about starting up a classical Lutheran college there. Really, like in nice. Casper. So, I mean, he might be a bright light, but. He's a lot. He's There's among a lot. a lot of bright luminaries there. Well, and so. here's the thing, right? Two years is a really short time to start a conquest on an entire district. You know. Mm. I know. I've been here seven and a half years, and it's not known as the Berg District yet. You need to start with a smaller district. That's true. Well, you'd you'd have to overcome Bullhagen though before you could. I thought we were going to be a team here and just swipe the board, but oh, okay. you know, well, and, despite and my best efforts, there's also a Preuss in the area that. I've never met him. You know, we did talk about having Clerical Heirs be a podcast network, like the we did. Disney of Lutheran podcasts. So we're still looking to uh, expand. So if you if you are a pastor and you want to join the Errorverse, uh, email <laughs> the us. Errorverse. That's pretty good. <laughs> I I like that wow. the Errorverse. I like that. That's great. The uh, EPU. Yes. <laughs> See. <laughs> We've got all these great ideas. We are, we could, we could be See, amazing. And we're only a hundred. We think of all the the unplowed territory we have. It is unplowed. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> all right, I'm feeling warm. <laughs> <laughs> Number six. By episode two hundred, Peter and Hannah will have ditched us and signed a multi million dollar contract with iHeartRadio. Ninety nine percent. I don't know how they can put up with our nonsense. What number was that one? Number six. Number six B. Peter and Hannah demand payment for. Ooh. Oh, no, that's happened Honestly, so far. Honestly, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, Vicar has to because he's you know. I yeah. mean, you guys are all getting paid to do this, right? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Which is, which is, well, but which, we do have a Patreon, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is what I like about it is the fact that that way, because it's not part of our actual location, we can enjoy it. Right, right. Yep. For legal purposes and church purposes, I am the official owner of the Clerical Layers podcast. <laughs> me. So if you leave, I take the podcast with me with a new crew on oh. iHeartRadio. Oh, who, so who would replace us? Oh, please. Okay. Yeah, this would. Okay, who's going to replace us? Well, I mean, um, by then, Todd well, Wilkin will have been canceled. So I'll bring him in. Probably Matt Harrison oh. will be probably retired. Matt right. Harrison was going to be out of out of things to do. <laughs> Pull him on. And then, um, you know, for for like the, the flavor, okay. uh, Dr. James Bullhagen, of course. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, you got to have that uh, kind of outside guy to, uh, you know. Yeah, that way we can hear the same three jokes every episode. It'll be great. Yes. Love you, Papa. All <laughs> right. Number five. Number five. Zombies. Now, here's the thing, okay? Tell me <laughs> that the last year has not been the beginning of a zombie movie. Which kind of zombies? Ooh. Boom. Okay. That's huge. Um. 
Now you've lost me. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Do you the think ones Peter? I... Peter, which zombies? Slow are you thinking fast. slow walking brains, or are you thinking like I am legend? Uh, either I am legend, or uh, what is the the one with Brad Pitt? Is something Z? World oh, World War Z. Z. Yeah. World War Z. Yeah, where they're all running and yeah, fast. So zombies. fast, fast zombies. Yeah. What's what's there's names for there's like the dude that came up with it. Oh, it's Romero Zombies. Thank you. Right. Yeah. You know his like if you if you haven't seen Night of the Living Dead, you need to see it. It's great. 1968. It's a wonderful. It's actually the first uh, horror film, the first film that actually has a black uh, hero Lead. in it. Really? Yeah. And he uses zombies in order to kind of socially critique society. So, but so, so. you know. It just seems like uh, I don't know with the virus and everything and lockdowns that it is the beginning of a zombie movie. Number four. Berg will find the news delightful. <laughs> I want to say that's pretty that's low. Pretty low, like maybe five five percent. <laughs> like unless it's like Paul Harvey comes back from the dead and starts up zombie. his show again, where they only p- played the good news. Yeah, you know. Which tanked because people are masochists at heart. Like, they want to hurt themselves with the news. We should try and have a segment. News that uh, Berg finds delightful. Well, we need a better name than that. News that bothers Berg is a good name because it kind of rolls off the tongue. Right. What's a, Vicar, what's like, where like, can they let us know what a good name is? Let's for not keep doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. The Clerical Heirs Tour will have been sold out. Uh, we're selling tickets to okay, a tour? So what is the tour? That's what we're... I don't know. <laughs> That's just what came to me. I was. Well, we still need to go up to Minnesota and do this live show at some point. That was kind of where I wanted to go, you know. Oh, our tour could be way cooler than that, though. Well, obviously, we'll have to get the tour bus, right? Uh, absolutely. I mean, we can't do without. It's not a tour if you don't have a, a tour, tour bus, bus with right. like our faces on the side, Finally. with your faces, and then the the podcast the logo. logo. Yeah, and then like in the corner, my face, and then there's just a silhouette for Vicar, hand in the front seat. <laughs> you know, I would to love behave. to see like a top twelve, like top twelve statements that we've made over these last hundred episodes, like best lines. Hmm. I did put some at the end of the, the last podcast. <laughs> right. I, I haven't listened to it yet. That, that sounds so. like a good list for the listeners to put together. Right. Vicar. <laughs> <laughs> I think my couple, a couple of my favorites are uh, uh, Berg saying, hot were tools. <laughs> uh, there's another one that didn't make it in the podcast, but I have a, on my computer a snippet of Volhagen saying, did I just witness a drug deal? <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, the voice, the voiceover guy saying, "And done." <laughs> That's one of my favorites too. He was actually in today. Yeah, yeah, we saw him. Did you did you tell him that we're doing our? Yeah, was yeah, he I did. Yeah, we, we should have. Before Does he left. actually listen? I don't know. <laughs> I guess we'll know after this. Hey, if he listens, where could he get a hold of us? <laughs> <laughs> All right, number two. Number two. Uh, the public will demand more sound effects. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we're I, pretty ch- chock full of sound effects the way we are. I don't think I mean, Peter, that might just be a me thing. No one likes sound effects like I do. I, I don't like cheesy sound effects. Like the, I do like the uh, X-Files one. I do, dude. That, that one was pretty funny. That is amazing. The 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 one especially where we were we were doing the top twelve with all the extra sound effects right with the mysteries yeah and you was... just happened to have the perfect line I could throw the, throw in then that you were like going into Bull Higgins mind all right you ready for number one and number one clerical errors will be purchased by Disney only to be ruined. That's pretty par for the course, I think. <laughs> Dodge that bullet. What so I far. actually see happening is like all of the outlets where Clerical Errors is distributed will be purchased by Disney 
Oh, yeah. And then they will ruin that. All right. On that note. <laughs> so what do you think, Peter, of the uh, list? I think it was good. I think it was good. We got a few of them. Yeah, what was which one was most spot on? Definitely 19.0 being in a bodybuilding competition. <laughs> or one of the conspiracy That's theories. The That's the one Vicar likes. Well, I do like that one because the idea that the virus broke out of a lab was immediately like assaulted. Like you were you would kind of be in trouble if you had that theory that maybe the COVID had come out of a lab. And yet there in Wuhan, China, is the uh, the Wuhan coronavirus lab. I mean, that's what it says, even in English. It has Chinese characters on it, but in English, the words are right on that building. And it's not far-fetched at all that, that the virus came from that lab as an accident of some kind. Anyway, so I feel like it kind of came full circle to where you don't just get shot down online for right. saying that might have happened. But but the the whole point of it that I was doing that you guys <laughs> caught up on is right. the conspiracy right. theory. Right, when I, there's I like a hundreds of them floating around. Right, that's pretty good. So, yeah. <laughs> I like that one though. By the way, if you word of explanation here, uh, Vicar, former Vicar Bauman, mentioned that uh, he was uh, compatible with 3.0. That's because yeah, what's that? He's in the sur- same circuit as a former Vicar. Oh, okay, that makes sense. So uh, yeah, he's he's uh, real close to David Lingard, Vicar Number Three. Hmm. You know, it seems like to be on this show, your last name has to start with a B, and then you earn your name. Hmm. Because you got Berg and Bullhagen and Bauman, and wasn't there a Bert or something you were talking about? Bert. Yeah. So I might be out of luck or have to change my name, one or the other. And by the way, we have sent in our application for twenty point oh. Ooh. 20.0. That's amazing. Whew. Have you looked at the pictures to make sure it's a big buff no. guy? <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> I, I was going to, but it was around dinner time and I. <laughs> this wasn't quite the priority. <laughs> yeah. I listen to that and I think, man, we. I, I can't wait for have more episodes with Berg. Yeah. No, he he's good. He needs to be on here. So we'll hopefully be less self-indulged next time. I do have a top 12 list about suffering okay. uh, that I will do next time. Uh, so thank you for listening. I'm Bullhagen. This is Vicar. And may your zombies be Romero. Thank you for joining us. This podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Questions, thoughts, concerns? You can contact us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast, on Twitter at clericalheirsp for podcast, or email us at feedback at clericalheirs.org. Thanks for listening to Clerical Heirs. See you next time.